I personally have never heard of um, a mother and son mm-hmm. or a, even a father and a son one-on-one ritual to mend and heal any unconscious issues that they may have had. I just hadn't heard of it. I think it's awesome. So much of life is based on expectations. We anticipate our traditions to be there for us. The father-daughter or mother-son dance at the wedding can be a way of saying, I love you and I'm moving on now. But what happens when there is no wedding? This is Shame Piñata. I'm Colleen Thomas. Welcome to Shame Piñata, where we talk about creating rites of passage for real-life transitions. It's season three already. I'm not even sure how that happened. I'm so happy to have you here with us as we continue exploring the wide variety of rituals and ceremonies we can build to address life's challenges. My hope is that as you navigate whatever life brings you, you might consider using ritual as a tool to honor yourself for something or release something you no longer need or honor a relationship that's changed and grown over time. Today we'll be exploring this last one, what it can look like to honor a relationship that's changed and grown over time. I'm going to invite you into a conversation I had with my friend Astro and his mom Jeannie about a ritual they created together. It started when Astro noticed his mom seemed to be getting a little triggered whenever he had a serious relationship. There seemed to be some feelings coming up that felt a little codependent or enmeshed. Now Astro and his mom are really close, so he was able to just go to Jeannie and talk with her about what he was noticing. And together they realized that Jeannie might be grieving the loss of her son as she watched him interacting as a grown man with a partner. I invite you to listen in on their story, the delightful way they relate, and how they intuitively turn to ritual to work through the tensions he'd noticed. One quick note, Astro's given name is Patrick, and you'll hear Jeannie refer to him as that name throughout the interview. Give me a sense of what your relationship's like between the two of you. (laughs) I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'll let you speak for yourself. We, 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 you go first, then, then I'll go. Well, I'm aware that, um, what do I need to say? He's just been a fantastic young man to journey with since he was an infant. Not so young anymore. Huh? Not so young anymore. Well, no, you're not young anymore, but you're full of wisdom, and it's just delightful to see how you are uh, operating in life. Uh-huh. And... Um, uh, so you, I, I happen to be a spiritual director and have done counseling and psychotherapy stuff and all that. So it's not, it's not. What do I need to say? So I could go with the flow a lot easier, maybe than some parents. Got it. And that my job was simply to know that he's a gift to the universe, and my job was to unwrap him. Aww. that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's nicely said. And so, uh, then there were some times I found out that my wrapping was too tight. We kind of realized that in kind of um, 
rehashing the story that we had probably the same outcomes, mm -hmm. but we had come to the ritual from different places, which is really interesting, but that'll come up later. And what was going on in your relationship at the time that you had the ritual that led you to the ritual? So I was at school at Naropa Institute at the University of Creation Spirituality, and I was kind of learning initiation and working in ritual and the value of that for rites of passage. And I had just started to like kind of recognize some dynamics that I'd never seen before in the dynamic of our story in our life and our, you know, so when my partner was interacting with my mom and I, there were just some things I was noticing that I hadn't seen in my mom before. So then I just kind of brought up my mom and I was like, you know, is there something going on? And she, you know, to her credit, like it took a little time because these things are kind of unconscious motivations, but it came up and I think she recognized that this is my memory of it at that time was that she recognized that there was some stuff and through the work that I had done ritual work, I was like, well, Hey, let's dive in and let's figure something out just to address that stuff. And then of course, I think I was, I was unconscious. I mean, I wasn't aware. So his bringing that up made me, enabled me to look at it and realizing that, um, he's a free spirit. He's a seven in the Enneagram and they don't usually make commitments. And so I figured that he's probably have many partners in his life and maybe not a, a long-term committed. But I also was aware of that um, if there is something that's still tying an um umbilical cord of me to Patrick and not setting him free, that perhaps a ritual would be helpful in my letting go of what I wasn't fully conscious of. What I, w what I was noticing, those unconscious things, and I think Mom kind of just said it a little bit, was just this idea of uh, needing to let go. And that's just, that's I think, a natural rite of passage in the story of parents and kids. And that happens through different stages throughout the life. And one of those stages is when they are of an age where they, if they so choose, to have a kind of a partner and then leave and create a family and life of their own. And I think um, because mom saw me as such a free spirit and a world traveler and this kind of person that maybe wasn't going to have a traditional rite of passage, which she mm. would be no, more used to in, in her tradition. And she grew up of, of, you know, much more traditional religious ceremony, AKA marriage. Right. So since I probably wasn't going to get married, mm -hmm. um, I think she was feeling a loss and of the opportunity to have clarity of my transition from mm -hmm. this family into my own. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, because as I said to him, one <clears throat> of the transitions or the ritual is at a uh, wedding um, festivity where oftentimes the, the bride dances with the father and there's a letting go. It's a, it's a, it's letting go of that bond in celebration of the new relationship. So it's, I didn't realize how meaningful it is for mothers to dance with their sons because there, again, is the closeness, the journey, and letting go. So I didn't see that that was going to happen and didn't necessarily consciously have a sense of we, that needed to be replaced or, or held. It was really, if there is still ties, what is the traditional way in which those ties are released? Right. Yeah, to summarize, as you stated, we had both recognized there was a need for letting go. Yeah. 
Right, right. And I think it's amazing that you both had the consciousness. Well, and, and that you're both on the same page with that. You're both open to that. Yeah, it took some time, but yeah, we got there. <laughs> so they knew what the problem was, and they chose to come up with something fun to deal with it. How cool is that? Especially between a mother and a son. I didn't hear any pointing fingers or blaming. When I hear this story, I see two people coming together to walk around a problem as a team. And I see two people who have seen the power and adaptability of ceremony to move them through an event. So take me through the planning process when you're planning the ritual. We live on this beautiful lake, and this is is already kind of a ceremonial place for us. Like, it's very spiritual and profound place for our family and we've been our family's been here for a couple generations at least mom's side so oh on on the lake yeah um, i'd started out in a basket as a baby and on seneca lake seneca Seneca lake and other places and and came back finger lakes yeah yeah it's a really special place so we knew this would be the ritual spot the lake and and it was like a beautiful summer time Mm -hmm. and we just hopped in a small fishing boat and we went out to the middle of the lake and patrick had been a tent tennis player so he had a lot of trophies and I was trying to figure out where to put these trophies so when he talked about it'd be nice if we had some object or something to release and I thought Aha. that's so funny because I feel like I I also I had the same idea at the same time she <laughs> thinks it was her idea to do that but it was your idea. anyway it was mutual idea was here's mutual. the synchronicity whatever, whatever between the two first. of us uh, so we went through we went through the the trophies deciding which ones were the ugliest the, <laughs> <laughs> right the ugliest or didn't have necessarily have or like, a, or a like name like, on it right or like two sink second place ones yeah, right. or something so we like kept that. the first place <laughs> and the ones that really stood out and then decided okay these really are just going to take up dust and so but they they are something that was part of my watching him and his uh, his being in that sport, and um, so we decided. I'm not sure how many. We, probably at least three. I think probably we yeah, took four. Three or four. We took yeah. out with us in the boat, and then we decided while we're in the boat, how how would we work this? Well, how about we pick one up and then we talk about it, starting with early on in life. And I don't remember what we said, but it was segments of our life and and celebrate. I think you, you, it was pretty much you doing it. Like you just kind of took it and you held it and you were present with it and just sort of spoke to like my like, you Your know, journey at that being time. like a baby and a toddler and what that was like for you. And, yeah. you know, and then. Probably so. And I remember like some, a lot of tears, like there was emotion, you know. And I felt like I was kind of holding space. <laughs> I don't remember the tears. It was so long ago there, but I thought, I, I know it was, it was great to be letting letting go and letting the memories be cherished and uh, off into the the waters so i'm sure we started with some intentional prayer and breathing i don't know about the breathing at that point but well just something centering, but we were, sure, get centered. sure it was yeah. totally calm like the lake's pretty big yeah. it's almost two miles across where we live we were literally in the mm-hmm. middle of the lake mm-hmm. like we took a time a while to get out there in a small fishing boat and 
So we were intentional. And it was a sacred moment. And it's like 600 feet deep at that point. So we knew so they'd never come back. <laughs> yeah. Unless they floated. We got the heavier ones. Thank yeah. God. I think the ones with like the marble base. Not like the wooden ones. <laughs> True. <laughs> and uh, that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder what that means when I make an offering and it comes back. I'm always like, hmm. Right, there you go. Yeah, there's a whole other meaning, yeah. Oh, maybe you're not supposed to let go of me. Just be enmeshed for the rest of our lives. <clears throat> oh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in, in this lake. I mean, people, you know, yeah. bury, put their ashes in the Yeah, lake we've had friends who have put their, their ashes, ashes in the lake. And we've had a ceremony, a ritual with them in yeah. the boat. So the boat, <clears throat> and that was before... Yeah, that was before this, our having the ritual. So that wasn't the first time we'd gone out on the boat to recall life and to celebrate life mm -hmm. and to let it go. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and yet this was, a different, this, this was a different kind of letting go. This is letting go of a, a past life, quote-unquote, of somebody who's still alive, who's transitioning and, and mm -hmm. letting go of the past relationship. Almost kind of a rebirthing mm -hmm. of your relationship. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. And I think that's kind of what it felt like to me is she's announcing that she's like, to me, it's like she's saying, uh, you know, this, she's, um, this trophy is Patrick as a toddler and letting it go. It's like kind of like a death. And the same thing with like whatever the next trophy represented, sort of like the adolescence and letting mm -hmm. go of that. And, you know, so there was kind of like a death mm -hmm. and a rebirth. When all that was let go, it was definitely a rebirth, it felt like. And, and um, you know, what we can get into, but what to me felt like a genuine shift, a genuine transformation in our relationship. Which was nice <clears throat> to have that occur and, you know, asking to be sharing this with you. Then we did a little talking to, to recall just what did we recall. And this was about 18, 20 years ago. And so um, it had, for me, I was surprised that it had such an impact on Patrick. I'm curious, what felt different to you after the ceremony, Astro? I mean, one of my main motivations, as I said before, was to, like, have a pretty copacetic relationship in the family <laughs> with my partner at the time. And I don't know, I just noticed, uh, like, sort of this kind of sharpness that I had discovered, like I thought I had seen in, in, in mom when my partner came in or just certain situations arose that would bring up these unconscious um, sort of triggers that were gone, like completely gone. Like she was at ease and, um, and I didn't see any of that, that sharpness that edge had seemed to like dissipate. Um, it was almost like we had like sort of, uh, like a, a, an unspoken contract, like a secret contract that like be, between us, that, that energy was just dissolved and it was completely dealt with and didn't exist anymore. And, and to, to a big extent, I think our relationship became less around the dependencies and codependencies around children and parents. And it became more about peers and mm, spiritual adult. friends and coworkers on planet earth and i think we're st we never lose the fact that we're mother and son but it became it was more. just another phase mm. in, in in us being more you know mutual in our lives together as opposed to the dynamic of like 
this is your identity and this is my identity and this is how we relate. And now there's seem to be much more freedom and openness and respect. Like I don't know a lot of people who live who live with their parents as regular as I have since I came back. Like I did a lot of world traveling and those years I wasn't living at home and then the last few years I spent a lot of time with my family, with my parents. And we get along like like gangbusters. We're like friends. You know, some people can't live, can't spend more than three days with their parents, you know, without all these codependent dynamics, like, blown up in their face. And um, we literally, like, we enjoy each other's company. You know, we, we have fun together, you know. Right. I personally have never heard of um, of uh, a mother and son mm-hmm. or a, even a father and a son one-on-one ritual to mend and heal any unconscious issues that they may have had. I just hadn't heard of it. I think it's awesome, if, and I'm sure people have, but I don't know. I haven't heard of it either, and the whole first season of uh, the podcast was focused on weddings because I thought it was something that people would be very familiar right. with, the concept of a wedding, and talked a lot about how to do a wedding on your own terms and make it your own, make it very unique to what you need as a couple or as more than a couple if it's more than two people that are, that are uniting. There was a big theme about unconscious you know, things coming up, huh. um, mothers yeah. of the bride and the groom freaking out, in quotes, you know, um, or bridezillas or whatever, beca- and all of that because mm-hmm. of not <clears throat> taking the time to or not having space in our teaching and our learning to allow space for the feelings mm-hmm. which right. are being mm-hmm. changed, you know, the reaction to the change of the relationship. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of a spin-off of that. I think the marriage theme. Well, that was just that it. Was my, big for mom. my seeing it not happening because yeah. it's a free spirit, and, what, and if there was ever a ceremony, it'd be quite different, not knowing it. So just realizing that gee, that's not going to probably happen. So this and was how, our this was how, our dance. How do it? This is our dance. Yeah, yeah. This is our dance. Letting go. Yeah. Yeah. I've had my dance. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Thank you so much for telling that story. I have yeah. no idea how you're going to put this together on a podcast. Oh, she's so good. a professional. You're a professional. Thank you, <laughs> Colleen. And thank you for joining us today for this beautiful story. I love it because it's a clear and simple example of noticing a disconnect within a relationship, acknowledging it, and finding a way to come together again. How much easier could life be if we could openly acknowledge when we're not feeling comfortable about something? If we could say things like, I'm noticing I'm a little sad that you're getting married. Or, I'm kind of freaked out you're having a baby because I'm afraid I'll never see you again. How can we work with this? How can we stay connected? It's all about taking care of ourselves, being human, and asking for what we need. Then, finding a fun ceremony to build together. Jeannie Judson is a world traveler with a master's in education. She's an elder, a spiritual director, Enneagram instructor, Reiki master, and a lover of life. Astro is a conscious activist producing music and media to promote healthy evolution personally, societally, and environmentally. After returning from the protests at Standing Rock, he started co-producing a podcast called Heal Story, aimed at ancestral healing through personal storytelling. You can learn more at HealStory.com or listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
And if you'd like to support his work, you can do so at patreon.com slash healstory. Our music is by Terry Hughes. You can follow us on IG and Twitter at Shame Pinata. You can reach us through the contact page at our website, shamepinata.com, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite player. I'm Colleen Thomas. Thanks for listening.